Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Whilst in this spirit of prayer, I want us to pray for a miracle for a young man who is at a surgical ward at Kolebu Teaching Hospital right now. I met him on Friday when I went to the emergency room there. And um, he had fallen from a height, from an electricity pole. He was trying to fix something. He got a shock and he fell down. And CT scans and MRI scans then show that he's got a transection of his spinal cord from C70, when that's around here, the neck here. Fortunately, he's retained sensation in his hands. He can move his hands. And from chest downwards, no sensation, no movement. They took him to theater yesterday. For five hours, worked on him. Last night, I passed by to see him again. And he's still talking, still can move his hands, but nothing yet. Medically speaking, prognosis is poor. He may never walk again. He may never walk again. But this song has encouraged me. That's why I want us to pray for a miracle. Let's pray for a miracle for this young man. His name is Victor. Let's ask that God will cause Victor to walk again. God is a God of miracles. Please join me in prayer. Father, we thank you that we not only sing these songs and speak them out, but we speak them because we believe them. We know that you are the healer. We know that you are a miracle-working God. And so this morning, Lord, we join our hearts together and we pray for Victor. We ask, O God, that you perform a miracle in his life. We ask, O God, that he will walk again. Lord, for your glory, for your name's sake, let Victor walk again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So, Victor amazed me because on Friday when I went in to see him, he was lying on the hospital bed like that, you know, with something holding his neck. Couldn't move at all, but was trying to move his hands. Said he was in a lot of pain, headache, hands were hurting and everything. But he said something. Victor said, but mine is better than some I see lying here. That so moved me. He said, but mine is better. In that state, not feeling his legs, able to move his limbs, nothing, he was empathizing with other people in the emergency room. He felt sorry for others, even in his suffering. He said, but mine is better than other people. And Janet was leading us in prayer there, and I like the way you put it. Sometimes we wait for the big miracles, wait for the big things before we are grateful to God. But this is a guy, even in his suffering, he had it in his heart to have some sense of gratitude, appreciation that it could have been worse. And because of that positive attitude and outlook, I really pray that God will honor him and pull him through. But because of his grace as well, amen. This morning, we're going to be continuing with our whole theme on gratitude. I had a discussion with NK and he said, last week, his very beautiful sermon, He felt that he didn't have enough time to really 
go into the expression of gratitude, how to express it. So I hope somehow today we can push a little bit into that, in the expression of gratitude. And I, I titled the message, Grace and Gratitude. Grace and Gratitude. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Romans chapter 1, from verse 18 to 21. It says, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. Is that those last words that I want us to focus on? Or even give him thanks. So when God judges the world, when he looks at us in the world, he looks at sinners. One big thing that pains his heart is that we refuse to acknowledge him through all the beautiful things he's done for us in creation. And we refuse to give him thanks. Thanksgiving is important. Gratitude is important. It's one of the charges God has against human beings that we refuse to acknowledge him or to give him thanks. So I just wanted us to take note of that. It's not only human beings who like to be appreciated, who appreciate gratitude. God himself does. And then I'd like us to also look at Habakkuk. Very popular. Habakkuk chapter 3 from verse 17. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines. Even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle bands are empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to thread upon the heights. Hallelujah. So we have on the one hand people who refuse to acknowledge God or to give him thanks. And then here we find someone who says, even when things all around me look bad, when life doesn't go the way I want it to go, yet I will rejoice in God. Hallelujah. Yet I will praise my God. That is a positive example for us. That is what God wants us to do. Be a people of gratitude. A people who in spite of what we are going through, are able to recognize, acknowledge, and express gratitude. Amen. So I want us to look at this word gratitude. It has its roots in the word gratia, or gratia, or gratis, or gratus. And if you remember, when we did the five soles, one of them was sole dio Solo Dio Gratia, I think. Grace alone. So the word has its roots in grace. So gratitude, grace, they are very much related. 
You can think of other words like gratuity. Think of words like gracious. You know? Think of words like gratis. They all express the same thing, that positive thing of appreciation, of, of joy. For the root meaning is joy or pleasure or to rejoice. So to find delight or pleasure in something, you appreciate the thing. Those are the root words. So grace and gratitude cannot be separated. They cannot be. So I believe that to be a people who recognize, first of all, acknowledge, and then express gratitude, we have to be people who understand grace, who appreciate grace. We must first learn to recognize grace, acknowledge grace, and then express it. That is the antidote to the, the sense of entitlement that NK was speaking against last week. Because when you are entitled, you think you deserve it. You think you have earned it. You think you have a right to it. But when you appreciate grace, then you realize that you don't deserve it. You realize that it's been given to you unconditionally. You realize that you did not earn it. So grace actually is an antidote to the entitlement that we also much suffer. So I want to say that today my hope is that God will somehow open our hearts, open our spirits, that we'll begin to appreciate his grace more and more, experience his grace more and more, and then be able to share that grace with other people, be able to express that grace to other people, and then we'll find that it's easy and natural for us to express gratitude. Because they begin to see the grace in everything. Someone does something for you, you don't think you earned it. Even though you paid for it, but you look beyond that and understand that, look, there are people who have all the money in the world but can't find it to buy. It's all relative, you know. Remember Victor. It's all relative. He cannot move his limbs. He's lying there restricted. And yet, he has reason to be grateful. He, he can see that somehow he's received better than other people. Somehow he has what he doesn't even deserve. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a super kind of human being who can think that way, I think. I would probably be depressed, probably be sad. Some would even be angry at God, you know. Why me? Why should this be happening to me? But not Victor. And that's what for me is amazing. That is what for me is amazing. He, he appreciates some goodness. He sees something there that could have been worse. He doesn't feel that he deserves that. And so he can be grateful and even feel sorry, empathize with other people. And we are so privileged. We are walking about, we are talking, we've been able to eat, you know. And yes, we worry about those other factors that really, really, really don't add much to our lives. God is in everything. God sees everything. God is in full control. No matter what the circumstances look like, let's look out for the hand of God. Let's see the divinity in all things. And let's be grateful for it. Amen. So there are some three stories I just want to bring up quickly that would help us see how people express grace. One of them is in Luke 7, 36 to 50 where we have the woman who, with her tears, wet Jesus Christ's feet, 
and then use her hair to wipe it, you know, appreciating him. And how it got even some people upset, you know. And how Jesus then said, hey, you, I came to your house. You didn't wash my feet. You didn't do anything much for me. But this woman has done this. And then he said, he who is forgiving much loves much. This woman appreciated Jesus. And she expressed it with tears, tears of joy. She expressed it with expensive perfume that she poured on his feet. She expressed it by going down on her knees, using her hair to wipe his feet. That, I think, is an amazing example of gratitude. When you are grateful, you express it. It shows, and often in extravagance, like in this woman's case. But it's another example from the Bible. Where there were two servants, one owed his master. That's a parable Jesus told. Matthew 18, 21 to 35. And let's say you owed 50 gold coins. You couldn't pay. You're going to go into prison. Master calls you and says, pay my money. He says, sorry, Lord, I don't have the money. Please forgive me. I cannot pay. He says, all right, I'm forgiving you. Go. Then he goes out and sees his fellow servant who owed him just five gold coins and says, give me my money back. The guy says, I'm sorry, I don't have the money. I can't pay you now. He said, no, 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 no. Give it to me now. You know, held his shirt and all that. And Jesus says that, the master saw it and then called for the wicked or ungrateful servant and said, hey, you, give him punishment. That's a bad example that we should avoid. Jesus told that parable to teach us that when we have received God's grace, when you have received mercy, when you have received good things from God, one way you can express it is showing the same grace to other people. They call it paying it forward, isn't it? So we are expressing it as well. So the woman who put her tears on his feet, poured expensive perfume, wiped with her hair, expressed gratitude. The one who having received now goes to do likewise to other people was expressing gratitude as well. And then we have the one about David and Mephibosheth. That one is in 2 Samuel 9, 1 to 13. David appreciated what Jonathan did. Several years had passed, but David never forgot. One day he asked, is there anyone left from Saul's family? And someone remembered Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. He was crippled. But David said, bring him. And they brought him forth. And from that day, he made Mephibosheth a part of the royal family. He ate at the king's table. He was given land and property that belonged to his father and his grandfather, all restored to him. David never forgot. That's gratitude. That's appreciation. So I looked at all these stories, and I found that they all have grace as a common denominator. Grace, grace, grace. How can we also express grace? I think first of all, we need to look at ourselves and assess ourselves properly and understand that on our own, we deserve nothing. On our own, we are worse than the worst sinner we know. On our own, we could be <laughs> really, really, really bad. 
the things we have, the things we are, we don't have them because we are better than the next person. We don't. We don't. Some of us, if we had been born in a different kind of family, a different country, a different environment, we wouldn't be where we are today. You didn't choose where to be born. You didn't choose your parents. You know? So many factors out there that could have pulled us down. But somehow we are where we are today. If we had to be honest, we would admit that it wasn't by our own efforts. Because we know people who exerted more effort than we ever did, and yet didn't get to where we are. There are people who are in really bad situations right now, and it's through no fault of theirs. The Bible talks about creation itself. Think about it. The sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons, rain, crops, food. How did it happen? Were we in control? And yet people still do not want to appreciate that someone, somehow, gave these things to us free of charge. The first step is recognizing grace. Recognize that things happen in your life that are outside of you, that are not dependent on you, that some unseen force, that some unseen powers work things out in a way that favor you, that you can be alive, that you can have the things you have. The first step, recognize that. And there's grace everywhere. Sometimes we complain, and we complain, like me, I complain a lot. A few weeks ago, there's a, a Gambian doctor who works in the US who came down to Ghana, and I took her around because she wants to be a visiting lecturer here. And so I took her to Kolebu, met her few people, and I just kept complaining about all the situation, their healthcare in Ghana. And this lady who works in America, she just kept looking at me and she was laughing. She said, you Ghanaians complain too much. Go to Gambia and see. She's like, you guys are light years ahead. And I'm like, oh, whoa. You know, other West African countries think Ghana is paradise. So even having electricity, is, for them, it's like, whoa, they've never heard that before. We complain about our roads, about water, about healthcare, about school, about everything, but they all bring their kids here to school. It, it's like that. It's natural. But we have to begin to try to see things differently. Recognize the blessings. We're not saying that we should be mediocre and accept them and not want to change them, but still in the midst of the challenge, try to have a positive outlook. See what is working well. And let's be grateful for that. Because it starts with recognizing it. Otherwise, just saying a thank you may not mean much if it's not recognized, it's not from inside you. So let's learn to recognize it. The second step is to learn to acknowledge grace. Acknowledge grace. Acknowledge that this is a good thing. Acknowledge that what this person has done for you is a beautiful thing. Acknowledge the service. So recognize it, but don't just let it pass. Acknowledge it. And that leads to the expression of it. Let's express it. And how do you express it? It could just be a smile. It could just be when you are preaching and you are a preacher, you really feel appreciated with some people the way they are watching you. And then how they are nodding their head. You know? And then it's like, okay, then it's like they are getting it. And it encourages you. It tells you that they, they appreciate it. 
It's a response. It's an expression. Worship is going on. And you're not just standing there like that. You're recognizing it. I know you're not recognizing it. Inside you, you're acknowledging it. But it helps to also express it. You move your body a little bit. You sway it. I mean, the musicians are doing well. They're doing something. Something is touching you, you know. You raise your hands. You go on your knees. You are expressing it. The good thing is this. A lot of research has been done. Science shows that when we express, when we feel and express gratitude, good things happen inside us. It's good for wellness. The good hormones, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, they all go up in your bloodstream. It makes you feel good about yourself. And research has been done to show that it makes you heal better as well. So it's good to express gratitude. It helps you yourself. But it also helps the person who provided the service or who did the thing. That's why God even likes us to give thanks to him. That's why God loves to be praised. It glorifies him. It makes God happy as well that we are delighting in him. So when you do that, then the musicians are also encouraged and they are also happy. They feel appreciated that their music is doing something inside of you. I hope you see how it works. So it starts with an internal thing, emotionally, mentally. You, you recognize it, you acknowledge it, and then you express it. In a simple thank you. In a simple smile. In a compliment. People like to be appreciated. Everybody thrives on appreciation. So I pray that God will help us, that we would take the positive examples and not be like the bad ones. We will recognize grace everywhere we go. Look out for grace wherever you go. Look out for how it was given you freely, undeserved. Look out for that. Think about how worse it could have been. And then find a reason to be grateful. That's how we recognize grace. And honestly, it's all around us. There are signs of God's goodness all around us. If only we will look. We just tend to focus more on the negatives so we don't see the goodness of God. If Victor can feel gratitude in that state, then everybody can, no matter your circumstances. There is reason to see the grace of God in your circumstance. You find something. When you find it, don't let it just be a fleeting thought or recognition, but acknowledge it. Allow, yourself, allow it to sink in. Ah, God, thank you. Then you, you have expressed it as well. So that's very, very important. Let's learn to recognize grace everywhere. Let's learn to acknowledge grace. That's what God wants. He said, do not acknowledge him as God and do not give him thanks. And it's the same for all of us. We all feel the anger and the pain sometimes when we do something for someone. And we, don't, they don't, we don't see appreciation. It looks like they don't even recognize it. Because for you, it was a sacrifice. But they think that it was nothing. Or if they did recognize it, they didn't acknowledge it. It didn't even show on their faces. You know, you can give someone a gift and you don't even see their smile. You, don't, you know, when there's delight, when there's joy, when there's pleasure. Remember, gratis comes from, from joy, from pleasure. That's a root word. Gratitude is it's an emotion. When it's there, you will see it. If you don't see that, you just see like it was just like another something. Then, you know. And then maybe it wasn't even expressed. They didn't say thank you. you. You feel it, don't you? Because you gave something of yourself out. 
and it was not appreciated. It's the same with God, it's the same with us, it's the same with everybody. So that's a simple word for us today. And I want to commend to all of us, God. I want to commend you to God and to his grace, his word of grace. Those are the words of the Apostle Paul. To the word of his grace, which can build you up. But I change it by saying that, and fill you with gratitude, so that you may give thanks in all things. It's rooted in the grace of God. If we focus on God, if we focus on his grace, and the word of his grace, it is able to build us up. It's able to fill us with gratitude, so that we may give thanks in all things. So in summary, gratitude is an act of feeling or recognizing acknowledging and expressing or communicating appreciation for the people, the circumstances, and the material possessions in our lives. It is rooted in the word gratia or gratis or gratus, grace. Gratitude is rooted in grace. It's rooted in the recognition that we don't deserve the things that we get pushes away the sense of entitlement. And we say, hey, thank you. We feel that inside of us. And then it elicits a response where we are also now gracious to people. Because actually, when you say thank you to some appreciation, you are being gracious to them as well. You make them also happy. You are adding on to them. And you can see how their lives can change. You see it instantly, often. It's a woman working somewhere. Everybody comes just takes things and goes away. And then you pause and you say, thank you. That's a lovely dress you're wearing. Or thank you, I like your smile. She beams suddenly, you know. Her face lights up. And you can see that she's encouraged, she's built up. It, it's like that. It's actually grace you are giving people when you appreciate them. When you say thank you, you are being gracious to the person. It's very, very important. And it is positive for you yourself as well. It helps us to cherish our present in ways that make us feel a sense of abundance rather than feel deprived. So Victor feels blessed in that state because of gratitude. Instead of feeling sorry and deprived and like, oh, I'm so unfortunate, look at me. I'll never be able to walk again. Suddenly, because of gratitude, he feels a sense of abundance. He says, mine is better than other people. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Small thing, gratitude, I changed it for him. Suddenly he feels he's better off. And you have a sense of abundance rather than feel deprived. May we grow in grace. May God help us to recognize his grace all around us. Like Janet prayed, in the little things, the fact that we can, we can talk, we can walk, we can eat. The fact that we have friends like this, we can come to church. Not everybody has that too. There are many reasons to be grateful. Amen. Father, we pray that you help us, your children. We repent of the sin of ingratitude. In the past, we have been like the people who do not acknowledge you or give you thanks. We ask that you forgive us, Lord. And we ask, God, that you change our perspectives. May we see the world through grace-tinted glasses that we see grace everywhere, 
We see your goodness everywhere. We see your kindness everywhere. We see blessings everywhere we look. And help us to not only recognize it, but help us to acknowledge it and help us to express it in thanksgiving to you, in thanksgiving and appreciation to the people through whom you give us these blessings as well, that we will be known as a people of grace, a people of gratitude, a gracious people. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.